Hello and welcome everyone to our 61st session of Hallo Casa. My name is Michael and today I'm talking to Ian Coburn from New Orleans, Louisiana. Ian is CEO at Go Find Home, Airbnb host, founder of the real estate school, Go Find Home, and licensed real estate broker in Louisiana, licensed agent in California, Nevada, and has been working in the real estate industry for more than 15 years. Ian, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being on the show to share right now in those crazy times along coronavirus, uh, your experience and also your expertise all around real estate across the country. Um, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, my name is Ian and I've been uh, in real estate for a long time, also in construction, construction management. Um, kind of started a long time ago, um, back when I was a kid, And my father used to make me go work on a cocoa and coffee plantation in the Caribbean. And fast forward after college, construction management world, and then real estate. Um, I've been doing real estate consistently since 1991 mm -hmm. and um, licensed real estate broker for a while now. You're moving around places. You live in New Orleans, San Francisco, and LA. How come? Well, for the last three years, I've been um, focusing a lot on creating this real estate platform. And in essence, what it was, was a, was a years of post-it notes and um, really lessons learned from doing real estate developments in multiple states for clients from all over the world. And I kind of wanted to bring it all together in the form of a book. Mm -hmm. uh, took six months to create the book. And then once I did that, started working on a, on a real estate platform. It's set up just a, as a basic tool to help real estate agents do open houses and virtual open houses mm -hmm. before that was a thing. Um, and I've been trying to keep up with the technology to see how I could incorporate 360 technology and other types of um, technology, technology tools. Mm -hmm. um, and so what ended up happening is it kind of brought me to San Francisco uh, and my son lives in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So I kind of felt like I had a team in Los Angeles of, of Uh, digital media specialist. Mm -hmm. He's part, also part of Go Find Home. And then end up having a team of um, friends and other folks that I work with directly in San Francisco. Um, and the, the dynamic is, is amazing. I love being in New Orleans because you could, it's a place to be creative. Mm -hmm. uh, but being in San Francisco, I can network directly with people at Google, have connections with product developers at, at Samsung and uh, Apple, and it really kind of helps pivot your business forward, not like no other place. Mm -hmm. Great. You just mentioned that you l really love to live in uh, New Orleans and to hang out there. Give us an overview of how it is. I know that from obviously uh, around all the jazz and um, the awesome, beautiful houses, for someone who has never been to New Orleans, uh, how is it? I think it kind of follows the same path that I laid out when I was doing the real estate platform. Mm -hmm. It's all about people. Uh, like, being able to meet people is so easy in New Orleans. Like Everyone is a friend. You just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. And if there's two chairs anywhere in, in the middle of the street, in the front of your house, wherever it is, two chairs make a party. And next thing you know, there's 20 or 30 people joining you. Um, It, it's just a, a place where you could you can become yourself. You could really find out who you really are. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people like myself come for a week or two weeks to New Orleans, and you find yourself there 25 years later. Mm -hmm. um, so 
that, that, that's the, the real dynamic of the place. It, it, it's a place where people value who you are as a human, mm-hmm. not who you are as whatever job you happen to have that day. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's interesting. I think the way you describe it right now, it, it sounds very European. It's like walkable, neighborhoods are not that spread out, and people are super mingling with each other. Um, is that correct, or is it is it just a mis- mi- misunderstanding of how I perceive New Orleans to be? Right, in, 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 exactly. So it's, in a lot of ways, it takes like bits and pieces you see, you see in Europe, like like mm-hmm. the south of Spain, where you know it's all about what are we going to eat, where are we going to be drinking, um, how we get together with family. Um, a lot like Italy, because you know we, we have a lot of Italians, Spanish, mm-hmm. we have people all over the world in New Orleans, but mm-hmm. you get a lot of that South Mediterranean feel. Mm-hmm. And then again, sometimes it's a lot like Berlin where you have all kinds of people from all, all over the world in one place trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tech, tech for a while, um, but you know, it comes. Everything comes in waves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you just mentioned tech. Oh, economic uh, drivers in New Orleans. Is it uh, tourism? Is it, um, is it construction? What are the main forces there which are driving the economy? The base of the economy is tourism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be oil and gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they try to have tech. It's there a, a tiny bit, but at the end of the day, it's still all about tourism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say, uh, unfortunately, there's the huge opportunities, but um, tech companies want infrastructure. Yeah, They want it for real. They don't want to hear about it 10 years from now, and they want an educational system uh, that follows up that infrastructure because you're not going to bring the greatest minds in the world to a place where, where they have to pay 50 to 20 grand a year to have their kids go to school. Uh, absolutely. That's crazy talk, yeah. I think I read um, lately several times that New Orleans is becoming more and more popular among tech people to start start up there or to work there. Um, because as you say, like it's very, like, it's very li- livable and it's also um, very thriving. Right, young folks love it, uh, and what's the the real dynamic? It all it boils down to this, basically. If you're in California and you want to start a business, it's going to cost you a minimum of twelve hundred dollars, right? To think about doing an LLC in in Louisiana, it's one hundred and thirty five dollars. Wow, okay, huge difference. Absolutely, that, that summarizes everything else having to do with it. So, if if you have an idea of, of any sort, anywhere in the world, you come into America. 135 compared to 1200 and then you have to go figure out a place to, to rent a place to live for crazy money and all the other dynamics that go with starting a business mm-hmm. it makes a place like louisiana like very favorable and if you're a landlord if you want to buy real estate it's the same thing the, the taxes are, are, are easier for you overall relative to other places like the east or the west coast um it's very liberal Laws when it comes to landlords, they're very landlord friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you give us an overview, a little bit of the neighborhoods, the trendy neighborhoods, emerging neighborhoods, um, and maybe also square f- feet prices? Um, maybe even in comparison as well to San Francisco or to Los Angeles. Well, there's a huge variation from those, um, but if, if you wanted to buy. Uh, a house in a decent neighbor, a decent house in a decent neighborhood. You can still get a house for like a hundred and fifty dollars a square foot. Wow! Okay. Uh, you want like a hundred and fifty to two fifty a square foot. 
Uh, you get in the French Quarter, it'll go up to like 350 to 600 a square foot, right? Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, you get it uh, in New Orleans proper, out in the outskirts, even for less money, and $120, $150 a square foot compared to starting prices in San Jose of $800 to $1,000 a square foot. Wow, okay. Uh, in other words, what it costs you $300,000 in New Orleans would, would cost you... Uh, Nine hundred to one point two million in, in 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 Los Angeles, and you know one point two to two million in, in in San Francisco, San Jose areas. Absolutely makes total sense. For me, um, New Orleans. Thinking back to two thousand five, like my let's say my memory is not that long uh, concerning New Orleans. It has been hit. It has had like a lot of let's say several hits. We had Katrina. We had the BP oil spill, we had the financial collapse, maybe now we have Corona. Unfortunately, like those are always like these moments when I see, okay, you know, actually right now I feel like New Orleans is coming up again and then another disaster is coming in. Um, what's your perception about it? And um, what, is, what is the feeling when you go and live in New Orleans? Um. Well, as a, uh, currently I'm in California, but I'm going to be heading back down there. And uh, But it kind of feels very similar to right after post-Katrina mm-hmm. and oil days in that um, when you look at the short term, you think like, oh, my gosh, this is life as it is. It's always going to be like this with this disaster. But if you think in long term, you can realize that there's, well, one is huge potential. Uh, we, we've had disasters. We've had other issues happened before and this is only temporary mm-hmm. like my mother used to say it's always darkest before the dawn mm-hmm. and um i think people tend to especially in america they tend to get like sit they think that things are never going to change and everything's going to stay the same and everything's good and uh, we don't care about the other people in the other parts of the world when they have disasters or problems right mm-hmm. and so when they get comfortable like that You think things are never going to change. Mm-hmm. Well, life always changes. Everything always changes. We are humans. We've only been here for a couple thousand years. Mm-hmm. So um, we're in constant flux. Mm-hmm. And so when you understand, you look at the world from that perspective of being constant flux, right? You ride with a wave. Mm-hmm. You don't try and push the wave out the way and have anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big lessons learned is Uh, even if you're a regular person not buying real estate or otherwise, uh, you ride with that wave. You see, what what do I need to do to MacGyver or get myself out of that situation? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do I spend my time? Do I do do I go in anxiety attacks or do I figure out a way out? Uh, if you're in real estate, you want to figure out a way out. And the way out is to understand that there's going to be opportunity. Uh, there's going to be people who got greedy buying real estate and they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They were doing Airbnbs when they weren't supposed to be doing. They're doing all these things that need to be washed out to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to clear up. And if you, were, if you were a real person to begin with, you will find ways to grab an opportunity. Awesome. You mentioned like two keywords, um, potential crisis, Airbnb. Um, you are yourself Airbnb host. Um, you also have uh, several friends who, who you told me before the call have hit hard. Have been hit hard um, on right now already Corona. Give us an overview of what have happened concerning landlords, Airbnb hosts, real estate purchases, and 
and the entire market and its dynamics and what in your opinion are the repercussions for especially the airbnb hosts well uh, a big thing is that a lot of the airbnb hosts in new orleans were landlords before there was an airbnb mm -hmm. uh, so we were doing variations of, of vacation rentals and otherwise um, so uh, as a someone who personally owns property and then has a couple of businesses that have property, uh, we always look at the long term. So the, the long term landowners don't take money out like they, they very rarely take money out of their property. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one perspective of how you do um, how you do real estate, pretty much a Warren Buffett approach. Mm -hmm. uh, the other approach is I want to grab as much money as I can as fast as I can. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to do it. Sometimes it's people that just, they literally are renters who decide they're going to make the place Airbnb, even if it's not legal. Or it might be someone that thinks they're going to make all of this money in Airbnb worlds, um, not thinking through that Airbnb in a vacation place like New Orleans is only good for six to eight months at a time. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so what, that kind of mentality generally will, will make quick money buy whatever property, leverage all of the other properties to buy a property in New mm -hmm. Orleans where elsewhere. And then they will take all of that cash they make and they will burn through it, buy a new car, a new house, a new whatever, a new wife, husband, and maybe multiples. And then, <laughs> and then what happens is the first time that, that money stops, all those people and things disappear. Mm -hmm. And it happens very, very fast, faster than the coronavirus. So, so they're not thinking about the long term, about having you know a bucket of money sitting on the side to have some savings put aside in case something happened, mm -hmm. and and that short term thinking is going to lead to a, a rapid decline in the market instantly in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. It started happening before this Corona stuff, and it's going to happen again. And so they're going to have this huge window of say opportunity or huge huge window of when those people who are the short call and the short timers mm -hmm. and make the quick money are going to be out of business very, very fast. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's um, very apparent what you're saying that, um, in fact, you say, yes, on the one hand, obviously, we have the coronavirus, but on the other hand, they are, they, a lot of Airbnb hosts, Airbnb hosts are to blame themselves because they leveraged their their apartments with which they don't even own in the first place. I saw uh, several tweets this week. One w was going until I just lost um, 80k because I was leveraging. I was having like 20 apartments, four lease on my own, but then I got all the cancellations. And then those tweets were directly accusing Airbnb, saying, "Hey, you just changed the can cancellation policy. I want to have my money back." What's your what's your point on what's your perception on that one and do you have an opinion about it? Right. Well, first of all, Airbnb owns nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay, they they own uh, they own some software, mm -hmm. and they don't care about anyone but themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they're mostly young, they're mostly inexperienced, and I've been to the Airbnb office, mm -hmm. and it looks like uh, the Lord of the Flies with a bunch of young people running around with book backpacks mm -hmm. who have no clue about anything and don't own any real estate. So they, are, they have put themselves in a position to pretend as if they could manage property. Mm -hmm. now the rest of us have to have a license to manage property, but Airbnb doesn't. Mm -hmm. and with all of their fluff, they create the, the environment 
to pretend basically to do the same process as, as a property manager. Now, a property manager is has to be fi fiscally, financially responsible, otherwise they get to go to jail mm -hmm. and they get fined, right? You write contracts, they're legal contracts that are held all the way up to the Supreme Court. If you violate those contracts, you go to jail or you get fined or both, mm -hmm. right? Airbnb doesn't have any of that. Airbnb decided to change their terms and conditions three or four days before it became a crisis anyway. I still have not seen the terms and conditions, but I knew something was going down. When I started getting phone calls about, Ian, all of my, all of my Airbnb people canceled. Then I lost $4,500 one morning before breakfast, and I got up early that day. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that it was zero, zero, zero. In other words, the person who canceled didn't get charged for it. Mm -hmm. right? So basically, all the terms and conditions that, that we as hosts agreed to now are no longer being agreed to by Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And they decided they're going to play God and change the terms and conditions. Guess what? The devil's going to come down for them because it's going to be a serious problem when they start getting sued. And I could, I could see them going into bankruptcy just by that one action of randomly changing terms and conditions just to benefit themselves. Wow. Because Airbnb lost nothing. We lost money. Mm -hmm. And between myself and my friend, we lost $20,000 in, in rentals in less than 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And we just for people, right? You're just one of one of many. Uh, and and I, about five or six of my friends. Yeah, just you know. I I, I you have a very strong um, statement saying um, saying that in fact Airbnb might face bankruptcy and they will have like very strong repercussions. I I agree, and I also even think it was a totally unnecessary move from Airbnb because. Me as a guest, I would have expected the cancellation fees. I mean, you know, I I can maybe then ask for like two Airbnb to to uh, to to pay the cancellation fees for my side. But to be honest, like awesome. I had to pay, I had to pay my flights because I even I had like a scheduled uh, a flight somewhere else. I know that yes, there's force majeure or how you call it, but still, like there's so many little little little. Um, um, situations where it really applies so i totally would have understood as a guest and i think a lot of guests would have understood as okay i just have to um, pay the cancellation fee so i just have to more or less like eat it but why harming the entire supply the entire hosts host um inventory in in fact by not charging or not giving them the cancellation fee and i think this is a little bit um contradicting the entire airbnb model in fact like only serving the guests and not serving serving the host at all right so they they, they think they're gonna they're gonna cut the supply chain off mm -hmm. every time a disaster i mean when hurricane season comes up what are they gonna do randomly say if there's a hurricane in the gulf of mexico mm -hmm. all airbnb people just gonna eat their money is that what they're gonna do is the earthquake in california is that what they're gonna do yeah. that's a very strange model absolutely but i'm you know, everyone's got to share a bit, bit of the risk. Now, now they're gonna. Now they're going back to Mr. Trump to go beg for free money, mm -hmm. right? For themselves, not for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. That's a scary kind of monster. Uh, that's that's not a very dynamic monster. And and when I remember the first time I went into a WeWork office in mm -hmm. downtown San Francisco, where they had to crawl over the hobos to make it into the WeWork office, <laughs> I looked at their model. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm not, I'm not kidding you. And nothing's wrong with the hobos. They're nicer than the people inside of the building. And so once you get in the building, I realize this doesn't make any sense. How can you pay there, not changing the commercial world, but paying basically $12 to $15 a square foot, if that mm -hmm. makes any sense? So where you stand in is X dollars, right? Mm -hmm. If the rest of the country is eight dollars a foot, and WeWork wants to pay fifteen to twenty bucks a foot, yep. how is that model? Basic math for a two-year-old could tell you that model's not going to work out very well for you Absolutely. if you can't have the space, right? And so it's the same mentality and the same um, mindset of the people with WeWork that are literally down the street from that office I went to, mm -hmm. eight blocks down the street or 300 hobos uh, that uh, could tell you where, you know, that like this isn't going to work. Yep. No, I, I, I totally agree. It's in, it's the same, same model, only different scale. Absolutely. That's it. Different scale. And with SoftBank backing up the WeWork money, we don't know where that money's gone now. It's, that money's gone real soft. This, this money is gonna, has, has vanished, and I think that we will not see it again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, talking now a little bit about um, New Orleans as a landlord versus a tenant. Um, do you see any dynamics there and also with the background concerning Airbnb and the situation right now? Where do you see the future there going, especially also with, con with the context of the coronavirus? Well, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, but, you know, New Orleans has, has survived really bad things. So, um, you know, for the short term, a lot parts of the market are going to go down. Mm -hmm. But yeah. for the long term, I say six months out, I see gargantuan opportunity and, and I see it scaling all the way back up to where it was before. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Um, you mentioned in the beginning that you are... Um, licensed real estate um, agent, not only in, in New Orleans, but also in, in uh, Nevada and also in California. What are the biggest differences between those states? You mentioned before regulations, also taxes um, and also prices. Do you have any, let's say, bullets which you can share with us? Say, you know, we have definitely like these advantages in this state and these disadvantages in this state? Right, well, definitely I would say... Uh... Nevada and Louisiana are very similar in terms of being able to get, you could still get value for your money. Mm -hmm. uh, Nevada, even more so. Uh, Louisiana has issues with termites and hurricanes and uh, settling and just a multitude of issues that you have very little control over. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so much easier in mm -hmm. Nevada. You, you know, you deal with desert, it's hot. Okay. You know, um, and California has so many regulations and even though the, I guess the, the, the big advantage with California is you have all of this money coming in from all over the globe mm -hmm. constantly and it's, it's not just China it's wherever land um, I have clients from you know, each continent and it's kind of crazy and I just started um, and it's, it's amazing how much cash money these people have mm -hmm. relative to places like Nevada or, or more like places like Louisiana, mm -hmm. where they, if we could have half the immigrants in New Orleans that they have coming into Los Angeles, New Orleans would be like the number one city in the, in the country. You know? mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that's at the, at the end of the day, 
you go to a place with with these immigrants and the amount of money coming in is it it's money and brain power is amazing mm-hmm. it's like being around stanford the amount of money and the, the amount of brain cells that you will go to in a networking event there is like nowhere else on the globe um mm-hmm. I I totally agree. I went uh, once went to a Stanford lecture and I was uh, I was blown away. And it's um, the entire atmosphere is just amazing, absolutely. Um, do you also see some real estate regulations um, which are more attractive to those foreign direct investors or foreign investors, which attracts more like uh, them to invest in in California? Or do you just see that there's a hype around it and people are flocking in without any sense of maybe objective um, analysis? Or is it more, yes, there's some certain good reasons? Because in fact, what you say that is that the clientele of investors should actually be flocking in much more to Louisiana and also to Nevada. Because in Louisiana, we have like a higher ROI on the investments, especially during a certain period of time throughout the year and especially in nevada you have like also the regulations which are much more favorable for investors how do you see that well the 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 um overseas investors so if they're coming from asia mm-hmm. like the east and the west coast a lot and um like they don't always get what's going on in the rest of the country um and if they come in with cash Their option is, okay, I have a million dollars. So really, if you, if you want to get the visa, it's gone from 500,000 to 2 million. So they have $2 million dollars in cash. Um, it's sitting in the bank making nothing. I could at least buy any real estate to make at least 4 or 5% on my money. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so they're not even thinking of, of Louisiana or Nevada or a few other states uh, where you can make a lot more return on your investment. On mm-hmm. a basic, looking like on multifamilies, commercial is generally a bit less. Um, right, so they'll buy a shopping center somewhere on the edge of Los Angeles or something, instead of um, like a four-thirty-unit place in Nevada mm-hmm. or, or or Louisiana. Got um, it. Got it. You also have um, your own business, um, which I would like to talk about, especially the Go Find Home. Um, you mentioned before that um, you saw a pain point and uh, you you started building this this website um, to facilitate, especially also visibility in the market. But also you have a very interesting teachable course where you can learn how to become a very good real estate investor and also do appraisals and um, do a lot of uh, things on your own to really learn it by heart. I really like it. Um, can you? Give us an overview of um, what is your current main business about. The, the major priority has been uh, the, this real estate platform. I'm getting out on a national level mm-hmm. and, um, and, and still having my real estate brokerage and the other business there, um, you know, go from instead of having only have a handful of clients, mm-hmm. um, I could focus on those clients, a more a consultative role. Um, but the, that, the go find home real estate platform the idea is to you know make it easier for anyone to get involved in real estate whether they were real estate agents brokers or you know pretty much anyone that wants to get involved in buying selling or leasing real estate and uh, the idea behind the app was to have a rating system for agents mm-hmm. so one can have a better understand of what an agent is supposed to be doing for you mm-hmm. 
and also the rating of the properties. And the rating of the properties isn't just like what color is it or the HDTV version of rating. It's more of a rating of how does this property relate to where you are in your journey in life. Okay. And that's um, it's a questionnaire which I thought before fill out or is it chatbot or is it just based on metadata um, and behavior on my, on my website, on, my, on the internet in general? Right. So the, 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 the idea is that this, the, the, um, there's five questions for each rating system. There's five questions for an agent that you are, that when you have an agent, if an agent is registered on the platform and they have a listing, you would rate that agent. To rate that agent, you would actually have to have some form of a relationship with that agent to ask these specific questions. Mm -hmm. Like how professional were they? Did they fill your needs? Uh, did they have, what kind of background did they have relative to what you have? And when looking at a property, it isn't just uh, what color the property is. It's more like, how did you feel in the space? Mm -hmm. the, you rate a property based on uh, the same way an architect would look at a property mm -hmm. or look, look at a building. You look at the space, how the space works, how it flows. Uh, and then can I take it to that next level of, of, of how you perceive it? And right, the, um, I was going to have a series of chat bots that asked these similar questions. There were 54 questions reduced to these five, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm still going to do, but there were, there were some changes with Facebook and, and Google. That's going to be the biggest complication is there are constantly changes with um, privacy issues mm -hmm. with, with, the, with the Google and Apple and uh, Samsung. Mm -hmm. um, so can I address those one at a time? That's why it's so much of an emphasis on um, when you ask these questions, how do you ask it? Who keeps the data? So right now, I don't want to give any of the data away to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and then yeah. you you sign up, and then you get like properties listed uh, in your feed based on those questions. Um, well, and then you are also being presented as an agent, or is that the next step? Then afterwards, right? Well, right now, uh, it's it's free for buyers. The so mm -hmm. buyers log on to the to the app. They go find home mobile app. And they have a free resource guide that explains all about real estate. And most of that is free. Mm -hmm. uh, then um, agents sign on for $10 a month and have unlimited listings. Mm -hmm. Or anyone could do a for sale by owner for $1. Mm -hmm. And they get a listing for 90 days. Um, yeah. And okay. so that's it. Yeah, awesome. so it's really busy, yeah. Tell me a little bit about the Teachable and the, and the online course. Well, what is that about and what can people who are interested to learn more about real estate skills find? With the Teachable uh, version takes some of what I have in the resource guide and breaks it out in, into more details. Uh, there's, there's several variations within the school, which is bias-centric. It's all about bias how to go and do your own inspection, how to understand what to get in an inspection, uh, when you do, how to understand what an appraisal is. Uh, so you, when you're looking at value, how, how you can establish what is real value in a property. And uh, then on the, on the other end is uh, a complete marketing system mm -hmm. for real estate agents, real estate brokers. Mm -hmm. And that I'm, that I'm currently implementing with a few people and, and, that came from realizing that most people uh, in real estate, real estate professionals, don't have a direct access or direct understanding of what's going on in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And what I 
do is bridge that gap so they could say, hey, this is how it really happens in Silicon Valley. Because uh, unfortunately, at the national level, the National Association of Realtors, very few of those people have any understanding of technology. Mm-hmm. And so what most real estate professionals end up getting in America is the leftovers. Um, it's so unfortunate that I was talking about Zoom two years ago, and no one got it, even at the national level of the National Association of Realtors. Yeah. And only because this this disaster are they now becoming aware of it? And literally every day I have the same conversation with the different brokers. And like, are oh, you got to be kidding me? Um, yeah, it is sometimes interesting to see like uh, good. It's not only about good or the best technology. It is about like good timing and market adaption and somehow having the consumers being adaptable and open to readjust. And sometimes it's just like needs they need to be sh- shaken and they need to have like a certain effect so that they need to change. It's super exactly. interesting. It's super interesting what, to see. Yeah. Right. So the ongoing uh, idea with with this with the online platform is to keep changing it, um, keep adding to it. Uh, where people need help, you know, I add on new new parts of it. Um, I have I have spreadsheets on there that are downloadable, so mm-hmm. people can instantly start changing their business or modifying what they have to do. Um, yeah, make a very positive twist mm-hmm. to what was usually a static type of school system. Um, going back to your core expertise as a, as a realtor, um, you have so much of experience, especially in those different markets and, and states, which I think is quite unique, to be honest. And you also being originally from the UK and um, moved to the US uh, when you were 14, um give us a little bit of like some interesting stories of your real estate um sales and uh, some listings which you which you did during uh, during your real estate brokerage you mentioned once for example before a call that you sold like rv park in mississippi in 2008 during the financial crisis um walk us through that one and how how was that uh, how was that uh, situation You know, that, that was really interesting. Um, so I'll give you the, the summary. Um, I was working in corporate America, found this RV park that had basically all of the infrastructure to build a subdivision. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working in D.C., found it on Craigslist, uh, came back to New Orleans, drove out to Mississippi, made an offer, borrowed $25,000 against the house that I was renovating, um, and use that money as a down payment to buy the RV park. Mm-hmm. Sounds really crazy. <laughs> um, took all of the money for that $25,000 and, and, and paid it back with the same rental money from the RV park. Mm-hmm. Started um, making it into a subdivision a bit at a time. Was going to sell it the week of Katrina. Katrina happened. The guy canceled the day, like hours before Katrina. And um, I'll, put it, I'll put it to my was uh, ex-wife. Uh, isn't America the greatest country in the world? One day you could be worth a million dollars and the next day zero. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what happened is Katrina wiped out the entire town except for my RV park. Yeah, uh, minor details. And then fast forward now, three years later, um, I've done a whole lot of work to it, expanded it, and then I ended up with um, 
but basically you end up with I have it on the contract, about to sell it, kept having delays with some guy in New York. And the day of the crash, I was sitting at the closing table and the guy from New York was still playing games and the TV was going wild and people were talking about things crashing. And I laid on the table and I told a guy from New York, I'm not leaving here until I get all of my money. And I got my money at 4.30 that afternoon. And then um, the entire market collapsed completely by five. And you le already left the office with the money. I left that office. <laughs> yep. I, exactly. You, you were that. gone. I, gone. I say in the South, gone pecan. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, Left well, office check and I never cashed a check so fast in my entire life. <laughs> Can't imagine. <laughs> off to awesome. the Bahamas. Okay, got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, really, literally, I was off to the back to the Caribbean. Yeah, it's a paid for a Caribbean trip or two. Yeah. Um, con conclusion slash um, comment on coronavirus and COVID right now. Um, in in us and where you are right now be it be it la or be it be it uh, new orleans where you're stuck right now we all all stuck some somewhere um what's your perception what's your outlook your personal outlook on real estate but also on the entire economy i saw today um that i think it was like this week three million new people um called themselves like unemployed only in the US um, there definitely will see like a huge economic impact on that what's your opinion on it and where do you see the economy going uh, I've seen um, being in California gives you a different perspective um, whatever happens in California happens in the rest of the country a week to two weeks later mm -hmm. um, in California they take a practical approach to things um, Believe it or not, some people may object to that. But in the South, you know, people have spent a week and two weeks praying and doing all these other things. And um, like, are, are you sure? Are you sure? They do a lot of, are you sure in the South? Mm -hmm. A lot of doubts and um, conspiracy theories. Um, like the further South you go, it's like getting a South America, you know, like going to the jungles of, of Colombia and Ecuador and Peru, they do the same thing. Are you sure? Are you sure? Mm -hmm. um, Uh, and so what happens is like a trickle-down theory almost. What happens in California happens in the rest of the country eventually. And um, what I see here is a, a, a lot of fear, a lot of um, closing down of things completely, um, as opposed to what's happening in Louisiana. Um, we've stopped selling in California altogether. It's a matter of, I think it's against the law, some bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. But in Louisiana, people are still showing houses. Mm -hmm. They're still doing their, walking through, doing their virtual tours. It's kind of amazing. So um, I got to head back to New Orleans in the next few days. And it's, it literally is like going in a twilight zone mm -hmm. from one side of the country to the next. Mm -hmm. Where it's going, I don't know. It's, uh, but it's not looking pretty. Yeah. Okay, so for, so for California, it definitely, it just throws everything right now. Oh, nothing like is moving, okay. Nothing's going, yeah. 
Give us your final thoughts uh, before you, you wrap up. Um, something you would like to share with the audience, either investors or uh, Airbnb hosts, uh, landlords, um, maybe also uh, other realtors um, to share your expertise, your experience and um, yeah, your final words. Well, I think uh, less anxiety and more planning. Um, we'll overcome this, uh, overcome other things before. Um, getting having anxiety attacks doesn't help anybody. Um, having a plan of action three weeks, six weeks, a month, two months down the road is all good. If the plan doesn't come to fruition, who cares? At least you had a plan. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. How can people contact you if they would like to reach out to you? Yeah, they can, you can um, email me at ian at gofindhome.com. That's I-A-N at gofindhome.com, all one word. Uh, you know, and um, you got my website, gofindhome.com is on there. And, um, you know, if you want to call me direct at 504-615-2333, 504-615-2333. I don't mind any calls as long as you're not trying to sell me insurance policies and so on. I'm all good. You don't like, you don't like insurance policies? No, I got enough insurance policies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He wants assistance with, with like, having to understand, like, what the dynamic is uh, going to be, how we're going to approach Airbnb or any kind of real estate like that in the future. You know, I'm, I'm here to help. Awesome. Ian, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for all your insights. Um, and thank you so much for your crisp and clear, clear statements on, um, on all the topics we've talked about. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. And we talk soon. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Bye-bye.